All right, everybody, the time has arrived. Thank you for joining us for our third AMA. Um, today, we are hosting it both on Twitter Spaces and Discord. Uh, some people have told me that they can hear better on Twitter Spaces. So uh, yeah, pick your poison. And we are recording this, so you can listen back to it later for those who miss it. Uh, I guess that's that doesn't need to be said. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can't stay for the whole thing, you can listen to the rest later. We have about 44 people with us on Discord and uh, on Twitter Spaces. It doesn't show me how many people. About 15 or something, which is great. All right, so we're going to get started with the questions. Actually, maybe I should just give a short introduction to myself as this question inevitably comes up. Um, so. I go by the name of Durden. Uh, you can find me on Discord as Durden. Uh, I'm one of the team members. I, uh, I do miscellaneous things for Lifinity. I do some writing. I do some community management, um, various things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll just get started with the questions then. So uh, yeah. And oh yeah, I should explain the way I am doing this AMA is uh, first and foremost, I'll be answering all the questions in the AMA questions channel in our Discord. And if and only if I finish all those questions, I will move to Twitter spaces and invite people onto the stage to ask questions. Uh, I think this is it's more efficient this way. Um, usually we get like many of the same questions um, so yeah, it's just better to read them in writing and then me answer them. Uh, yeah. And uh, we are, oh yeah, I already explained we're recording this. All right, so let's get started then. So first question from Call Me Me is, what is the status of conversion Sol USDC mint funds? And when will the LPs begin? So they're wondering when, uh, just to clarify, we are converting half of the soul that we raised in the mint to USDC so that we can pair it with the other half of the soul and put it in our liquidity pool to um, start earning trading fees. Um, yeah, so if you look on our roadmap, which you can find in our Discord or on our mint page, uh, it says we will start this process on January 1st. Um, if you're in our Discord, you uh, probably saw the announcement that we've already sent the soul to FDX to begin the conversion. And I checked with Luffy, who is our lead dev, and he says that we are about 25% of half done. So we're making good progress. We're way ahead of schedule. Um, and, uh, well, we didn't name a date when we will begin depositing it, but I assume uh, fairly soon. But yeah. And uh, Call Me Me has a second, or wait, actually, when will the LPs begin? So, or actually, no, that question was answered. All right, so what is the strategy for promoting the LP pools? Um, I would say the strategy is pretty straightforward. The main thing is that well, actually, so early on, we have our waitlist, right? We have our waitlist for the Seoul USDC pool. 
Um, this is totally separate from the Lifinity flares. It's just uh, people being able to deposit sole USDC LP. And so we will have an airdrop for people who do that um, as our early contributors. Um, and we have a wait list <clears throat> um, that you can sign up for. And uh, yeah, that, uh, so yeah, back to the question of what is the strategy for promoting them? Um, so our pools have great APR basically. Um, and this is even before we introduce like any type of incentivization for depositing. Um, the reason is, um, as we'll probably get into more detail later, uh, it's just a, a, a byproduct of the way our pools work. Like we use an Oracle, um, which gets rid of a lot of impermanent loss and we concentrate liquidity, which introduces a lot of efficiency. So um, those two things combined lead to um, high APR. And I think that will be uh, what motivates a lot of people to want to LP into our pools. Um, if you're talking about like marketing strategy, that's not something we're uh, thinking a lot about at this point. Like there's so much else to work on. Um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. And final question, will the team be doxed? So currently we are not doxed, um, except to our um, partners that we've uh, been working with. Um, we've been on video calls with them. Uh, other than that, we have no plans to dox. We don't see any uh, strong reason to or strong advantage to, but uh, it's also not uh, out of out of the question. Uh, so yeah, we may dox in the future, but yeah, currently no plans to. All right, moving on, we have Lord Prinz asks, to what extent is the algorithm used for Lefinity proprietary? Or how do you see competition dynamics in the future? Do you expect competitors to copy and leapfrog? If not, why not? If yes, how are you planning to stay ahead? Yeah, this is a great question. Um, so wait, hold on. Let me check who's in the audience. Okay, I was going to see if Norbert uh, from Synthetify, who is our advisor, is here. Because uh, um, Luffy had mentioned that he might want to answer questions to do with um, uh, competition. Anyhow, he is not with us at the moment, which is fine. So um, yeah, the algorithm is currently proprietary. We have not released the finer details of how exactly it works, like what the equations um, that determine the price that we offer are. Um, yeah, so but we have so we have our introductory article, which like gives a basic explanation of like how things work, like it gives a directional explanation. So like, if price goes up, um, I guess I'll just give like the basic explanation, which is like, so say we have our sole USDC pool. And then after um, someone buys sole through our exchange, now we have uh, more USDC in our pool than we have Sol. So what our algorithm then does is it reduces the price for USDC, making it more easy to buy USDC, and it makes it harder uh, to buy Sol. And what this does is it it makes um, well it incentivizes traders to buy USDC 
but disincentivizes them from buying soul. And that will help bring the pools back in balance. Um, and yeah, and that's how we maintain uh, the 50-50 balance between the two assets in each pool. All right, so moving on with um, the other parts of your question, how do you see the competition dynamics in the future? So I guess we can see this along a couple of vectors. So like one competitor is um, the constant product curve, which is the x times y equals k, if you're familiar with it. This is the Uniswap v2 type of curve. Um, this is what most exchanges on uh, Solana use today uh, for non-stable pairs. So like Radium, Orca, Aldrin, and probably a few more um, use this model. For example, for like a sole USDC pool. Um, so yeah, the um, so we have a Twitter thread explaining um, like how exactly our Oracle works and why an Oracle um, really helps uh, make our, our exchange competitive. Um, so I, I would uh, recommend that you go check that out. Actually, it is the pinned message on our Twitter. So that's how you can find it. Or we have links in our Discord uh, in the resources channel. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so compared to those, uh, we're both able to offer better prices due to concentration. And also, we are able to provide higher APR for, for LPs because we are able to essentially eliminate impermanent loss. We can reduce it or even reverse it into impermanent gain. So that, um, yeah, so basically, in my opinion at least, the like that model is um, generally superior. Like the downside is that we require an Oracle, right? So if you're doing the Uniswap V2, you don't need an Oracle. Um, that's their advantage. But on the other hand, that means that your pools are going to be um, arbitraged uh, in order to determine the price. And that's what causes impermanent loss, but we bypass that. Um, yeah, and so then the other type of competitor, you might say, is the Uniswap V3 style models. Um, so there are a few projects working on this right now. Um, for example, Crema, uh, Cyclos, Invariant, and there may be one other. Um, so, and, uh, so back to that Twitter thread that I mentioned, this is primarily what the Twitter thread is comparing against. And um, so those type of pools where basically, as an LP, you specify the range in which you want to provide liquidity. Um, so the downside of that is that the LPs have to constantly adjust their positions to account for um, the changes in price. Uh, whereas with Lifinity, uh, the exchange automatically does this for you based on the Oracle. Um, so it's more hands-off. Uh, a potential um, benefit of the Uniswap V3 model is that um, it has it has more it has a greater diversity of strategies that you can employ. So, 
Like for example, you can do a type of limit order um, within a certain range. So for example, if if like soul is two hundred dollars, and then you can put a limit order from one hundred and eighty dollars to one hundred and ninety dollars, and that would mean that. <clears throat> you'd be buying soul all the way down from 190 to 180 dollars. So you can do things like that that you wouldn't be able to do um, on Serum or on uh, Lefinity, of course. Um, yeah, and like other things like that. So it has more flexibility, but it does require more like a more hands-on approach. And also you're susceptible to impermanent loss uh, similar to the way you would be for Uniswap V2. Um, yeah, so those are, those are two kinds. And then there's the third kind, which it would be like other exchanges using oracles. Um, and I think uh, HydraSwap is one of them. Um, someone mentioned BananaSwap before, but I've never looked into it, so I don't know if that's true or not. But yeah, HydraSwap, I believe, uses an oracle. Um, the way they determine the price is different from ours. Um, uh, based on what I read in one of their articles. Yeah, it's also been a while, so, and I'm not, I didn't like look super deep into it. So I guess I don't have too much to comment there. But I think uh, overall, our visions are slightly different. They seem to have a pretty grand vision um, of doing this uh, concentrated liquidity plus an Oracle, but they also want to go. Uh, cross-chain um, and do a few other things, I think. So it's pretty all-encompassing, all very ambitious. I think our goal is uh, simpler. We're basically trying to do one thing and do it really well, which is to provide concentrated liquidity um, and uh, use an oracle to uh, reduce or reverse impermanent loss. Um, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that was a long-winded answer, but I, yeah, I hope it answers your question. Um, yeah, you still have more parts to your question. Do you expect competitors to copy and leapfrog? Um, it's certainly a possibility. Um, like, especially if if our model proves highly successful, then uh, yeah, why wouldn't they, right? Um, and how are you planning to stay ahead? So I guess, yeah, basically... Um, what I kind of explained earlier of like, I would say our focus, like we're trying to do one thing and do it very well. And I think that will give us an advantage. Um, if you focus on one thing, you typically are able to do it much faster because you're not, um, your, your resources aren't spread out. So yeah. All right, moving on. We have uh, Crypto Sazerac asks, what would be the next LP pool opened after SolUSDC is appropriately funded? Yeah, so our plan for the next one is probably, it's not 100%, but probably will be MSOL USDC. Um, we think MSOL is great. And uh, if you read one of the threads posted by Jupiter a while ago, they mentioned that um, the best routes often include MSOL in one way or another. And like MSOL USDC is just becoming a huge, um, a huge uh, pool with, I think it has the second most volume on Solana right now, if I'm not mistaken. 
So anyways, and that like that's how we chose the first pool. Seoul USDC is currently the the pool with the largest volume on Solana. So yeah, just uh, moving moving down <laughs> the list of large volume pools. All right. Sociosa asks, what makes you think this project slash plot platform will succeed more than other similar platforms slash competitors? Um, I guess I already addressed this question in the previous question, so I'm going to move on. Have other similar concept platforms projects done similar something similar and failed? If yes, what is Lefinity doing different? Uh, not that I know of, so I think no. Um, but yeah, I'm not like familiar with every project on every chain, so like it, it might exist and I just don't know about it. But yeah, not that I know of. Why will Affinity be the best choice for the end user slash anyone looking to swap USDC Soul? Uh, explain like I'm five years old. Um, yeah, so the the very basic explanation is we will have we'll offer better prices due to concentration. Um, so that's that's why it will be good for the trader, and then it'll be good for the LP because we offer higher APR, and uh, we will have much less, if any, impermanent loss. Um, and just to uh, further expand on that impermanent loss part a little bit more, if you look at our current um, Seoul USDC pool, which is funded by our own team's funds, a little over 100k. Um, we have two columns on the pools page on our app uh, that show uh, first the APR, which is due to trading. So like, um, oh wait, no, that is the uh, that's from trading fees. So the first column just shows the trading fees, the APR from the trading fees, and then the second column it says uh, I think it's APR plus and permanent loss. Um, you can see that it's higher than the the other column, which means the impermanent the quote impermanent loss is actually um, a it's a gain, so it's an impermanent gain, and it it more than doubles the APR that would be just from the uh, trading fees, so which is pretty incredible, um, and like that will definitely um, change the magnitude of that will definitely change when we deposit. Um, millions in liquidity from the soul we raised from the uh, flare of our Lefinity flares. <clears throat> but I think directionally it will still be true. Um, <clears throat> yeah, basically we'll be making money both from trading fees and from intelligently market making while avoiding a permanent loss. Uh, I hope that was an, an explain like your five years five years old. <laughs> I might have gotten a little too in the weeds there. Apologies if that's the case. Alright, and last question from Sociosa. Is anything of the project slash tools up and running so we can test it? If yes, link please. Yes, so our app, um, which is our uh, aggregator, is up and running and has been for a couple months, I believe. So you can go and uh, trade um, yeah, and uh, we have integrated, let's see, Radium, Orca, and like a few other ones. I, I can't remember at the moment, so apologies for that. But um, And uh, the link you can find 
in our Twitter bio, I believe. And if you're on Discord, you can go to the links channel and find it there. All right, let me take a sip. <clears throat> All right, next question. Fungi Nirvana Dude asks, what was the inspiration to design your NFTs as flares? So hot. Indeed, so hot. Um, let's see. Uh, Luffy asks our designer, who is uh, Maki, who you can find in our Discord. Um, and she answered that we wanted to use our blue flame logo because holders will be partial owners of the protocol. Um, for those who don't know, those who hold Lifinity flares will be airdropped um, our governance token, LFNTY, uh, the Lifinity tokens. And the blue flame, because blue represents technology and fire represents revolution, which are both the goals of Lifinity. <clears throat> so yeah, technological revolution is the idea underpinning the NFTs. Nice. All right, next question. Makona W, is there an estimation of the possible ROI in three and six months? Um, let's see. Yeah, so Luffy has answered this for us. He says, we do, but we don't want to publicize it as we don't want to overpromise anything. Um, yeah, and also just keep in mind that, um, I, I guess I kind of mentioned this earlier, but like on the pools page, we currently have the APR um, shown, but like that'll change as uh, we deposit more liquidity. We still think it'll be very profitable, but like um, as you increase the amount of liquidity, like we're going to be increasing it like 30 fold or something, right? So um, that will inevitably um, dilute the APR. Uh, up to a certain point, adding liquidity will not hurt APR because it means you can offer better prices. But beyond a certain point, the, the incremental improvement in the better price that you can offer won't overcome the decrease or the dilution in APR due to um, more LP being in the pool. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure what point that is, but yeah, it, I think uh, 3 million or something is probably past that point. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's see. Next question is... Oh yeah, and Mon Makona W said bonus. Any thought on Syndicate or Zindicate? I uh, I'm not familiar with this project, so apologies. I have n nothing intelligent to say. All right, Mint Mad Cow. How does your project attempt to take market share from competitors? Will the feature be cross chain or just to bring value to the NFT? Um. So I think I've talked about this a little bit before, but just to recap, we do concentrated liquidity. But yeah, one thing I haven't mentioned is that we have low fees, namely it'll be 0.15%. Um, just for comparison on Radium, 
it is 0 0.3, and I think that's kind of standard, 0.3%. Um, yeah, so low fees means uh, traders will want to trade there more because we're able to offer more competitive prices. And another aspect is the impermanent gain that I was explaining earlier. Uh, yeah, so all these things contribute to taking market share. Um, and regarding <clears throat> cross-chain, that is to be determined. I think right now, you know, it's like our focus is entirely on um, like first building a product that people love on Solana. And uh, yeah, just, just like taking over here first before we even think about cross-chain. Uh, cross-chain will have many complexities, uh, in particular because we use an Oracle, right? Um, and uh, right now we use Pith, which um, updates every 400 milliseconds. And that, I think there's going to be many complexities when you're going cross-chain because um, like other chains are much slower, so you can't do things on a 400 millisecond scale, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, okay. Next question. Collective Dreamer asks, do you have plans to increase the token allocation for NFT holders from 1%? Because even at 500 million market cap, each Lifinity holder will only get $500 worth of tokens airdropped. Yeah, so this is a very common question. Um, where to start? So let's assume, or yeah, let's take the scenario that you've given, where we have a 500 million market cap, which I mean is not small. <laughs> and so yeah, suppose you were to be airdropped $500 worth of tokens. Well, that, that would mean that you've already more than covered um, your initial investment into the NFT, um, which, which we sold for 1.5 SOL. So if SOL was, say, $200, that would be $300 per NFT. Um, so yeah, 500 already more than covers that. And not only that, that's just the value of the Lefinity tokens. You also have to consider that you still would also have the NFT, which has its own value. Um, and that keeps increasing because we didn't take any profit from the sale of the NFTs. All the soul went into our liquidity pools or is in the process of being uh, deposited into the liquidity pools. And then it'll continue to earn fees for all the NFT holders. Um, so you have $500 plus the value of the NFT, which itself is already above uh, 1.5 SOL. <laughs> so it's just a win-win-win situation. Um, I, so, um, yeah. so anyways, <laughs> back to the original question, which is, do we have plans to increase above 1%? Uh, the answer is no. Um, I, th I don't see a reason to do this. Um, there's already plenty of demand for our NFTs. Um, I think people are asking for this mainly because they compare us to other projects, um, especially Shadowy Supercoders, uh, which is a great project. Shout out to them. Um, and we use their, uh, their RPC services for our Mint, which uh, made it go buttery smooth. So yeah, that was awesome. Thank you, Genesis Go.
Um, but yeah, so their model where they uh, allocated 50% of their tokens to uh, the NFT holders, this is very different from ours. Um, the main difference is that they uh, took all the soul they raised from the sale of their NFTs as profit. Uh, the company owns that, or I shouldn't say company. <laughs> the the Genesis Go team uh, owns that, and uh, yeah, in our case, we didn't take any profit. Um, the all the soul goes into our liquidity pools. And just to be clear, like we're not saying their model is bad or anything. It's just different, right? Um, so if you're taking it as profit, like I I kind of see their NFT sale as a sort of token sale. Uh, just using uh, NFTs as like a placeholder for tokens almost. Although I think the NFTs will have other functionality as well. Um, but it's like a pseudo token sale. Whereas for us, we're like the, the tokens we're airdropping is just like a bonus. It's a cherry on top. It's not the main thing. The main thing is that the soul raised will stay in our liquidity pools and will never stop earning uh, trading fees for the NFT holders. Um, yeah, anyhow, I think uh, I've harped on this topic for long enough, probably. But yeah, we don't have plans to increase it, is the answer. All right, moving on. We have Steel Neil Spazol asks, so I went out to Radium and Orca to check a Tensile to Auri conversion, then also plugged it into Lafinity. Lafinity appears to only pull the Radium swap, although Orca is showing a 7 Auri greater return on conversion. Just wondering if implementation of pulling all available DEXs is token-based or site-based. <clears throat> Would hate for people to feel the need to validate that Lafinity is pulling the best rates. Right, so I checked with um, Luffy on this one. Uh, let's see, what do you say? Okay, so he says, we haven't integrated the RE pool for Orca. Integration is uh, pool token based. For Orca, we integrate after their SDK is updated, so it won't be real-time. In the case of Ari, it wasn't included because we were focused on the NFT and had no time. Um, but since then, I he DM'd me and said our other dev, Zoro, um, <clears throat> did integrate it, so it should be integrated now. Um, I hope that answers your question. All right, moving on, we have Tokodoro asks, can you tell us more about the experience of the team and why they are positioned to make this project successful long-term? Sure, so I gave a brief introduction to myself earlier. Um, <coughs> let me take a sip. Yeah, and... Um, so just three other team members as of now. Um, Maki is our designer. Um, I'm not sure about her background, but yeah, I guess you're probably more wondering about our devs, who are Luffy and Zoro. So to give some background for them, Luffy is a dev uh, who, has, who has been working as a dev for 10 years. Uh, he's worked in system planning, data analysis, and project management. The biggest project he managed had 200 developers. Uh, he built traffic management systems for the Olympic Games with the government. Uh, 
the Japanese government, that is. Uh, he was a systems trader for three years in crypto, did market making, arbitrage, breakouts, and other strategies. And then Zoro is a full stack engineer of 18 years, can code in most languages, uh, built the Lifinity prototype in two, week, two weeks, um, does front end, back end, and infrastructure. Uh, he, he was an algo trader in crypto for three years. Yeah, so that's their background. Um, I hope that answers your question. If you need any clarification, you can add to that. All right. We have Sheldon X11 asks, can you clarify the floor sweeping me mechanics? Specifically, we are wondering, will floor sweeping occur regardless of floor price, or is it contingent upon dropping below a certain threshold? Yeah, so this is a common question. Uh, it's a yeah common point of confusion. So there's two mechanisms at play. One is that if the uh, price, the floor price of the flares ever drops below half of the mint price, which would be 0 0.75 sol, then we buy back with, um, we buy back all of them. Any, any flares below that price, we buy back. And we do that by taking funds out of the liquidity pool, which we otherwise never do. Otherwise, we, we just keep it in there forever, and it's earning fees. But if the price ever drops below half of the um, sale price, then we will withdraw those funds in order to do the buybacks. So that's one mechanism. That's like the insurance. Uh, it's like the worst case scenario. Um, but other than that, uh, we are always um, earning fees or revenue from two sources. One is trading fees. <laughs> from the sole USDC pool. And the other is royalties from secondary sales of the flares on NFT marketplaces. <clears throat> so those, we take, so uh, yeah, so we combine the trading fees and the royalties, and then 50% of that we put back into the pool, which will generate fees at an increasingly higher rate. And then the other 50% we use for buybacks. Um, so yeah, we, we buy all the NFTs we can from the floor. Uh, yeah, so those are the two mechanisms at play. And the second one we do regardless of price. We just buy from the floor. Uh, we don't care what the price is. We just use all the 50% of the trading fees and royalties to buy back. <laughs> Continuing with their questions. When is the first for floor sweep scheduled? Um, so you can see this in our roadmap. It is scheduled for January 4th. Um, the way we will do this. Um, so originally, originally we were just planning to um, just do it weekly, but that might change. We, uh, we're working on optimizing the way we do the buybacks. Um, if they are too scheduled, uh, that may be exploitable. So basically we want to do the buybacks in a way that maximizes the number of flares that we're able to buy back. So yeah, suffice it to say, 
we're working on that. Next question is, how much has been raised for the first floor sweep? So right now, uh, we're still in the process of converting half of the sole to USDC, so we don't have trading fees yet. That will begin uh, soon, though. Um, we do have a bunch of royalties, though. Uh, there was a lot of trading um, of, our, of the Lifinity flares, <clears throat> um, soon after launch especially. So I think right now in the royalties wallet, we have about 700 soul, more than 700 soul. Uh, and so half of that will be deposited into the liquidity pool and half of it will be uh, used for buybacks. So at this point, that means we have more than 350 soul that will be used to sweep the floor. Will swept items be burned? Uh, not necessarily. So what we're going to do with the flares that we buy back is we will keep them in our treasury until we are able to set up a DAO um, for the flare holders. And this DAO will govern what's done with these bought back flares. And uh, yeah, so the DAO will be able to choose to do whatever they want with them. They can choose to burn them. They can choose to uh, sell them again on the market to raise funds. They can choose to fractionalize them. Um, they, can, they can do whatever they want with them. Um, so yeah, that's to be determined. And how frequently will future floor sweeps occur? Yeah, so originally our plan was to do weekly and it'll probably still be approximately that, I guess. But if we're able to automate it entirely with a bot, then um, like it, it wouldn't even have any type of fixed timeline. Um, ideally, like the bot would um, be able to buy at times where um, it would be kind of like buying the dip. <laughs> so yeah, ideally the bot would be able to tell like when it, it'd be able to spot good opportunities basically. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I hope that answers that question. Um, yeah, and good questions. I mean, like, these are the co these are common questions that we get. So I hope that clarifies things for everyone. All right, moving on. We have Sir Lil Birdman. After the token airdrop, the initial soul raised never stops earning trading fees for you, plus royalties. That was in quotes. Can you please elaborate more about the royalties? Sure. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Um, so our royalty rate is 5%. So every um, sale of a Lifinity Flare on an NFT marketplace, we get 5% from that. Uh, and that 5% is sent straight to our royalty wallet. Uh, yeah, and it just accumulates there until we send it elsewhere for buybacks or for reinvestment into the uh, pool, the liquidity pools, that is. I hope that's enough clarification. Uh, if not, you can follow up. Uh, all right, Taco Cabana. I can't join the AMA, but would like to know if we are exploring opportunities with the Sol Invictus folks. They're releasing a product called Flare. Seems like a no-brained a no-brainer for a cross-promo marketing opportunity or something of that sort. 
Yeah, someone else uh, mentioned that too. <laughs> what a coincidence. Um, personally, I, I love uh, Invictus. I think they're dope. I like what they're doing. Um, yeah, that's something we can consider. I, I have nothing much to say for this AMA though. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for the idea. Appreciate it. K5, could you write a summary about frequently asked questions on AMAs that you hold? I think people including me asking the same questions again and again, and I would like to know questions and the answers. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so we're, we're recording this, which is one step in the right direction. Um, the truth is like all the answers we're giving, the like all these questions are already answered um, somewhere. And uh, all, the, all the information you would need you can find in the resources tab in our Discord. Uh, it's basically composed of one YouTube video, which gives a simple explanation of how Lefinity works, uh, two Medium articles, one about the AMM and one about our NFTs, and then two Twitter threads, once again, one about our AMM and one about our NFTs. Uh, we have lots of infographics. It's not just a wall of text. Um, everything is pretty well explained, I believe. So um, yeah, not sure like we need a, a, a summary of the AMAs. Like all the information is there. It's just, are you willing to read <laughs> in this age of short attention spans? <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I if anyone's uh, still curious, I encourage you guys to check those out. Um, Bami, love my emoji. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for creating the emoji. We need more emoji in our Discord. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for thanks for your creations. Very much appreciate it. Xerox Fog, when Magic Eden gift support. <laughs> yeah, not up to us, but um, that'd be cool, huh? People have been uh, say people have been saying that the Solon art uh, display is really cool you can see the animations of the flares uh, without having to click on each individual one. But yeah, I think Magic Eden is working on that, so let's fucking go. Uh, Cindy, how do you deal with potentially bad or anomalous data from oracles? Yeah, that is a good question. Um, probably Luffy would be uh, better equipped to answer it. Um, I'll give you the simple answer. So from what I know, there is a we always do a backup check. So um, like, a, what would you call it? It's like a programming term, um, a sanity check. Yeah, we do like a sanity check. Um, and I think that prevents like any like really, really bad deviations um, from occurring. But yeah, uh, maybe I will, I'm going to reply to your message and tag Luffy so that he can give a more detailed answer. So give me a second. All right. <clears throat> Next question. Ephemeron asks, you mentioned a waitlist and the airdrops for staking into pools. Yes. How do we get on the waitlist? When can we start farming? What are the airdrops planned? 
Um, so the link to the waitlist is in our Discord announcements channel. You'll have to scroll up a bit. Um, and then when can we start farming? Uh, it's not yet decided. Like first we want to get this, uh, we want to get the sail from the uh, Lifinity Flares into our pool. That's priority number one. And then after that, we can start uh, thinking about um, opening up for liquidity providers. And then what are the airdrops planned? So the airdrop will be of uh, LFNTY, our governance token. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sam asks, anything planned for cross-chain swaps? Uh, I think I answered this earlier, but basically like uh, it's not our focus at the moment. Like maybe in the future, but it has a lot of, a lot of com complexities. So yeah, basically we're focused on uh, like doing well on Solana first. And uh, yeah, maybe in the future, but uh, not a huge priority at the moment. Forest Galt. I'm trying to get my head around how much each NFT will earn from trading fees on the liquidity pool. Is there a chart of expected amount per size of liquidity pool or some very high level estimate you can give me to help me? Yeah, so someone earlier asked about um, like an estimate for APR or whatever. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I kind of already answered this, but yeah, I mean, the the best like idea you can get for it, I guess, is like just looking at the APR for the pool right now. Um, although, as I explained earlier, like, it's probably not going to be a, a good um, approximation once we put millions into the pool. But it'll give you an idea of like how competitive uh, and well-functioning uh, our, our market-making algorithm is. <clears throat> uh, Silent Lefinity asks, what will the governance token value? Uh, I think you're asking, what will be the value? Of the governance token? Is there an in incentive to hold and not sell? Um, right, so we haven't determined our tokenomics yet. Um, the one thing we have determined, and this is explained in the, uh, the Medium article for the Lefinity Flares, is that um, our, our protocol will take a 15% fee from each uh, or from the trading fees. Yeah, so our trading fees are 0.15%. And then our, the protocol will take 15% of that fee. So I think that'll be 0.0225%, if I'm not mistaken. And um, that will be used to buy back uh, Lefinity tokens, LFNTY, off the market. <clears throat> so that is um, at least one value accrual mechanism. But yeah, beyond that, like we have, we really haven't decided like the finer details. Like we haven't decided the supply, or like how we're gonna do an IDO, or like even like what is the team allocation. Like we haven't decided these things. The two things that are decided is that uh, Lifinity Flare holders get one percent of the total supply, and then the other mechanism I just described of uh, buying back Lifinity tokens. So yeah, TBD is something we're thinking very carefully about. Um, I mean, tokenomics is like so important for the success of a protocol, right? So yeah, we're not rushing on that front. Um, yeah. 
Thicky Thought asks, any plans for market making in symbols with no oracle? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting thing about our protocol, right? Is that we require an oracle to market make. Um, and a corollary of this is that we can't be the first market for any token pair um, because we need an oracle. So someone has to um, start a market for something first and then once there's an oracle available then we can uh, start concentrating liquidity around that oracle price. Can you explain how the liquidity balancing works? <clears throat> um, liquidity balancing. I assume you're talking about the rebalancing. So for those who might not be aware, um, <clears throat> because we use an oracle, one major difference from um, the constant product curve or the x times y equals k curve is that our pools are not always balanced um, in 50-50 proportion. Um, but we have a mechanism that makes sure that we always revert back to that ratio. Um, so yeah, I'll explain how that works. <clears throat> Let me get a sip real quick. All right, so <clears throat> actually I gave this example earlier, but yeah, I'm just going to repeat it. So suppose Sol is at $200 right now. Um, or actually, yeah, price doesn't matter. So suppose our pool is currently balanced 50-50. We have equal amounts of Sol and USDC. Um, then someone comes in and does a trade. They buy Sol from us. Um, now we have less than 50% of Sol in the pool and more than 50% of USDC in the pool. Uh, so in order to get back to the 50-50 balance, um, we make buying uh, USDC cheaper than it would be if our pool was balanced 50-50. And on the other hand, we make it uh, harder to buy Sol uh, than if we were 50-50 balanced. <clears throat> this encourages traders to buy USDC, or in other words, it, it, it quotes them a more competitive price. And it does the opposite for Sol. It may, it uh, discourages them from buying Sol. And so it doesn't mean like people can't continue to buy Sol. They can. They're just going to get a worse price. Um, <clears throat> and so yeah, eventually like the the trades will balance out and bring us back to the 50-50 uh, balance of the pool. Uh, and can you disclose who you've already received funding from? So we are currently fully self-funded. We haven't received funding from anyone. <clears throat> and uh, since the natural follow-up question probably is, well, how do you uh, plan to fund yourself? Um, we will likely hold an IDO at some point and raise funds that way. And also we will have a team allocation of tokens, but that's more long-term oriented, of course. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see. Vix asks, can the team update us all with the new Medium articles so we can read out every new development around the project? All the new, the new Medium articles. Um, so 
We have two out right now. I've, I've actually already mentioned them. And they're in the resources channel in Discord. So you can find them there. Um, I hope that's answering your question. Um, yeah, there's just two right now. One about the uh, AMM, and then one about our Lifinity players. All right, Thicky Thought asks, does uh, Constant Product AMM already do that by moving the price in one direction? Or are you making the curve steeper in some way than vanilla x times y equals k? Um, let's see. I'm trying to pick apart what you're referring to by already do that. Moving the, so like the constant product curve can't move the price itself. Um, yeah, so the constant product, okay, so a thicky thought elaborates as in if we have an imbalance. So the thing with the constant product AMM is that it is never out of balance. It's designed in such a way that it is always 50-50. In fact, that's how it determines the price. It's like, okay, if this, per if this person buys this much, what is the price that we need to offer such that at the end of the trade, we end up with 50-50 balance in the pool? Um, so it never gets off the 50-50 balance. Um, so basically, arbitragers are telling uh, that, that type of pool what the price is. Um, and that is the source of impermanent loss. Uh, Thicky Thought continues, won't it move prices to encourage getting back to flat? Uh, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Won't what move prices? I mean, so again, when you say getting back to flat, if you mean 50-50, it never deviates from 50-50. Uh, Thicky Thought says, I see it's an imbalance relative to the oracle price. Well, so yeah, the constant product AMM doesn't use an oracle, in case that's not clear. They don't have an oracle. Um, it doesn't know what the true price is. So, and that's why it needs arbitragers to tell it the price. So, for example, um, if a constant product AMM <clears throat> has... Uh, the, it, it prices sold at $200, but then the Oracle, or like on the all the other exchanges, it's $190. Then what happens is um, arbitragers see, oh, hey, I can sell Sol at a premium at $200, even though in fact it's actually only $190. So they start selling on their exchange at this high price until the price on that exchange becomes $190 in line with everyone else. Um, and so that's the thing, that's like precisely the thing that Lefinity avoids. It, uh, it, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to have traders trade against it for the price to change. It just looks at the, the Oracle and it's like, oh, it's uh, no longer $200, it's $190 now. And so traders don't get to make those um, arbitraging trades against our pools. All right, we have a new question. Hams asks, is this a grand, elaborate, long-term rug pull where you drive off in a Lambo with a trunk full of cheddar, or do you all really have the project's best interests in mind? Isn't it a bit tempting? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you expect me to say. Like, we have a live product. Um, 
and we've had it for months. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to answer this. I mean, I think uh, if you just look at our project and our history, like there's, there's, uh, there's no red flags. Like there's nothing scammy about us. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know what to say beyond that. <laughs> and yeah, Metaverse Explorer says, too high on the risk curve, don't participate. Yeah, I mean, do your own research, make your own judgments. Um, it's fine to not participate. Yeah, uh, if, if you feel like we're a rug pull, then yeah, just ignore us. <laughs> um, 0x0x0x says, do you pronounce it GIF or GIF? Uh, I forget. <laughs> Does it matter? All right, well, oh wait, here's another question. How will you drive adoption of your pool in a highly competitive space? <clears throat> so I think we already addressed this earlier. Um, uh, but yeah, just to recap once more, let's see. So we offer concentrated liquidity, which means we are able to offer better prices. Uh, we have low fees which also means we can offer better prices. So those two things mean we attract traders. And then we have the impermanent gain, uh, or put differently, we reverse impermanent loss, uh, which means we attract LPs. So it's, it's better for both LPs and traders. Um, yeah, that's the gist of it. Uh, let's see. K5 asks, <clears throat> I think arbitrage boosts up the trading fees. If Lefinity avoids that and cannot offer the best price rate, then who swaps on Lefinity's pool? So I think the majority of trading volume does not come from arbitrage. This is actually a guess. I don't have data backing this up, but this is like my gut feeling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say most trades are people just trying to trade assets like they don't want to hold this one anymore they'd rather hold this other one so they trade it um and then like arbitrage is most significant when there's large price moves so like if if soul goes from 200 dollars to 190 dollars like that's a pretty big move and so yes there's going to be tons of or like from getting from 200 to 190 dollars there's uh, plenty of arbitrage opportunity. But like if you're just waddling around like $199 to $201, like that is, that means there's not gonna be that much arbitrage opportunity. And during that time, um, yeah, like those are the times when we shine, right? And I think those are most of the times. Most of the times it's not violent price moves. Most of the time it's, it's standing relatively still or making small moves and so and like uh, i think this is proven out just by um the apr that's on our on our current pool um like it's quite high so yeah let's see <laughs> the gist or the gist <laughs> um silent lefinity asks how does impermanent gain work good question so I kind of explained this already. Um, I think I'm just gonna defer you to our uh, Twitter thread. Um, it's our pinned message on our Twitter, so you can easily find it. Um, 
there I explain it in greater detail and also with uh, some some visuals I think yeah so yeah I think uh, I've already explained it a little bit so I'm just gonna defer you to that thread Forrest Galt asks, in a monster success case, could each NFT be assigned its own share of the liquidity pool? Or is there ever an exit move like that? Uh, basically, no. Um, as we explained in the original Medium article, the, the, uh, the originally raised soul will always stay in the liquidity pool to generate fees for the holders. Um, basically, the way to exit is to sell your NFT, right? Um, and right now you can do that about 2x the, the original sale cost. So, yeah. All right, we have somebody typing a question in the AMA questions. But yeah, it looks like we might be nearing the end of questions on Discord. We might move to Twitter spaces soon. We'll see. All right, Pavelson asks, are there any plans to have a second mint? Uh, no. There are no plans for this. Uh, and um, yeah, so <laughs> the main reason I think is if we did a second mint, we'd have to basically mirror our first mint uh, method or make it even more juicier. In other words, like uh, we're gonna have to give away another 1% of Lefinity tokens if we're gonna expect people to buy into that, right? Um, but that means we could only do that 100 times, and then we're completely out of Lefinity tokens. <laughs> and so in that sense, it's not workable. Um, but also, like the purpose of this was to bootstrap our liquidity pools, um, basically to like prove that um, our pools will work at scale, even when you put millions in liquidity in. Um, and we already have enough soul to do that. And we're in the process of making that happen. Um, and so like doing it a second time doesn't really accomplish much. Like once we prove that uh, these pools work at scale, then people will just deposit LP. They don't, uh, they don't require um, NFTs or an extra drop of Lefinity tokens to, to be incentivized to do that. Like basically the pools give great APR so they'll incentivize themselves in a sense, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, it was a ton of work, you know, um, making the art, uh, making sure the mint goes smoothly, um, and then watching our community explode and managing that. Like, it was all a huge process. Um, and uh, I mean, it's not like we're making profit from it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no plans for that. Um, yeah, I bet also like the current NFT holders might not be happy if we did another one. I mean, I'm just guessing, but <laughs> I would assume that might be the case. So yeah, no plans for that. All right, we have more people typing questions. So maybe I'll just wait a little bit for those to show up. Uh, let's see, how many people are on Twitter spaces? Looks like we have about... 20 or so, a little bit above 20. Nice, we have 60 people listening on Discord. Uh, seems like there's less people now. Maybe 
like the last AMAs we did were later than now, like six hours later or so. So I guess this is just a fewer people available at this time. Anyhow, Xerox, uh, Xerox, Xerox, the art is dope. Compliments to the creator. I full-heartedly agree. Um, and like, yeah, it's a, it's a common sentiment we're hearing. Like, I mean, the art is unique, right? Like for one, it's animated, but also like it just looks very different from like a lot of the profile picture projects. Um, yeah, gotta love it. Dalvin Klein asks, will flare buybacks have to stop eventually? Uh, they'll never stop because um, the liquidity in the sole USDC pool will just keep earning, right? It just, it's a, it's like a self-perpetuating machine. Um, so unless like soul goes to zero, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, otherwise, I mean, there are only 10K flares. Um, yes. But so like the amount in the liquidity pool is totally independent of the number of flares. Oh, you mean like if we buy back all the flares? <laughs> I mean, sure. So if we bought back all the flares, like in that scenario, I guess that would mean that like, uh, I guess, I mean, th that'd be really weird. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so like, so, okay, imagine this scenario. We've bought back 9,999. There's only one left. That means this one individual governs the entire DAO. So they own all the bought back flares and they can choose to do what they want with them. Um, and yeah, so I think if I were in that situation, this is what I would do. I have some flares, right? I have the one that I own, but I have the ones in the DAO too. So what I would do is I can just sell one on a marketplace for whatever price I want. And basically then you're just waiting for the amount of fees to reach that price that you chose. And then we will buy that, um, that, uh, that NFT back, that flare back. And then since you're the only person in the DAO, you basically own all that soul that you just earned. So basically, if you become the person with only one flare, you get all of the all the fees from the 15k soul USDC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a super hypothetical question. But yeah, I think like you can think about that directionally. Like the more flares that you that we buy back, it's like the more fees earned per individual owner, kind of, um, roughly speaking. Anyways, all right, Stingray asks, so with the aggregator, will Lefinity Soul USDC show up on other aggregators like Jupiter? Or will you guys basically try to rival something like that with your own aggregator only? So suffice it to say that we are in talks with Jupiter. Um, maybe you can uh, figure out what that means, but yeah. Um, cause, uh, like the more integrations we have with other aggregators, that means the more people trading against our pools, right? So yeah, it, it makes sense to have the most or as much exposure as possible. 
So, yep. <clears throat> um, all right, well, those are all the questions there. We've been going for an hour and seven minutes. Actually, I just got another question. Can you briefly explain how holders earn income for us total noobs? Sure, so I explained this earlier, so I'm just gonna keep it brief. But basically, um, we earn um, trading fees from all the soul deposited in the liquidity pools and also royalties from secondary sales on NFT marketplaces. And <clears throat> half of that, half of both of those are reinvested into the liquidity pool to generate more fees. And then the other half is used to buy back uh, the flares off of the marketplace. So this raises the price of the flares. So basically enables you to sell your flare at a higher price if you so choose. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. No problem, hands. All right, I, I'm gonna try try to uh, invite people on stage on Twitter Spaces. I've actually never done Twitter Spaces, so give me a second to figure out how to do this. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, Oops, looks like I uh, looks like I disconnected from my space for a second there, but I'm back. <laughs> um, shoot, I don't see the button for inviting people on stage. Maybe I just click on them. But like, who? How do I know if someone's raising their hand? Any big brains in the AMA questions chat <laughs> on the Discord willing to help me out? <laughs> People don't know. Um, all right. Well, it looks like I'm just a noob. Shoulda, shoulda Googled this beforehand. Uh, oh well. All right. I guess people have no more questions. It looks like so. And uh, yeah, we've been going for a good hour. So, yeah. I'm going to end this. Thank you everyone for joining. Um, we got this recorded, so if you only caught part of it, you can um, find it on YouTube later, where I plan to upload it. Um, and if you have more questions, uh, come join us on our Discord. We have a great community. Um, we are uh, we're, we're using Grape tools to verify if you're holding a flare so you can access the uh, private channels for flare holders. Um, we got a few of those. And uh, yeah, we have people willing to answer your questions. And uh, yeah, <laughs> great place to be overall. So um, yeah, I'll see you in the Discord. Thank you everyone for joining. And uh, hopefully, we'll have another AMA soon, maybe not as soon as these previous ones, 
since we have a recording now, but maybe like a week later or something. Yeah, I will talk to you guys in the Discord. Until next time, see ya.